This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to your weekly Stoke City podcast, Every Step Along The Way. And welcome to this very special edition where we speak to none other than football finance expert, Kieran Maguire. Kieran discusses what the accounts mean for Stoke going forward, as well as the new plans to profit and sustainability, and of course, whether they'll be a good or bad thing for the club in the future. Well, today, everyone, I'm delighted to confirm that financial football expert and outkick connoisseur, Kieran Maguire has joined us today to run the rule over Stokes accounts and the new rules that are replacing FFP. So, Kieran, welcome back to the pod. How are you? I'm, 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 I'm grand. It's, uh, you know, f- football, football finances is practically died over the course of the time since we last spoke. There's, there's, there's no stories. So, it, so I'm, I'm absolutely delighted to be asked back. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I'm, I'm sure that's that's 100 percent true. They got nothing to do have you all day. <laughs> oh, no, no, it, well, it, yeah, with, with with Chelsea and Derby and financial fair play and Super League and 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 then you've got various various lunatics doing various things. And, and you know, whilst it it doesn't really hit your radar, uh, uh, Crawley Town being taken over by. A bunch of mad Americans who who are going to sell who who, who are going to make themselves billionaires or through selling digital pictures of of uh, Crawley Town's left back. Uh, yeah, you, you, every time you see these stories, you scratch your head and go, "This this isn't real." It, it, it's it's becoming more and more like a soap opera, uh, and and I half expect each day to end with sort of the the East Enders theme tune music, and it goes boom boom. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and, and and then you wake, wake up the following morning and there's another crazy story. Yeah, I'm, I must admit, I have sort of seen that Crawley Town thing with the like um, cryptocurrency and all that. And I, I'd be, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm 34, but that's gone. That goes way over my head. I haven't got a, <laughs> I haven't got a scooby-doo what that's all about. Yeah. Um, Quite interesting, was, though, on, on your podcast earlier, Kieran, I was listening to you, you mentioned about, um, I think, how if you'd invested, was it a thousand pounds in? FC and Man United, and it'd be worth this much, but then you compare it to Tesla, and it'd be worth like at ridiculous levels. Um, I thought that was quite a fascinating comparison. Well, it, it, I, I did that because uh, there, there, some people tell me 
you focus far too much on, you, know, you think too much like a fan. And the Glazers have actually been very good for Manchester United. And, and for people that, that aren't aware, uh, Manchester United listed on the stock exchange just under 10 years ago. And if you put a thousand quid into Manchester United when, when the Glazers brought it to the New York Stock Exchange, that thousand pounds would be worth £992 today. If you'd taken that same money and stuck it in Tesla, uh, it would be worth 173000 So uh, yeah, the, Gla the Glazers have, have tried to market Manchester United as this sort of tech uh, info company and they're going to harvest all the data and everybody's going to be rich on the back of that. And the only people that have got rich have been the accountants and the lawyers and the Glazers. And Paul Pogba. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the players, players do all right. Yeah, but players, yeah. Play, players will do all right in the Premier League, regardless as to where they end up. Yeah, but Paul Pogba, Paul Pogba's agent's not done too badly either. To be fair to him, <laughs> no, not at all. He's, he's had, a, yeah, he picks his clients, not many, yeah, yeah. I don't think, but the the the, the, the right ones for him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, what we've got you back on for today? Uh, obviously, we we had John Foy and we were explaining how uh, financial fair play or profit and sustainability uh, worked. And obviously now Stokes accounts have come out. Uh, we've had a lot of demand from our listeners, um, basically wondering where we are as, as a club. Like it's where Stokes City is now uh, with these present new these latest accounts. Obviously, we are treading the uh, tightrope, we believe, with the uh, sanctions. Obviously, we've had to sell the stadium, the the training ground. Uh, the obviously back to six five have just basically moved it around the balance sheet a bit, haven't they, to, to provide yeah. some extra funds into the club's, the club's accounts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a few questions people have asked and we've got some, but um, on the whole, is, is there anything you can think? When you looked at Stokes' accounts, were they worse or better than you expected, having seen previous years? Um, I, I, I think we've got to look at two issues. First of all, the money coming in and, and then... The money going out um and, and that's sort of the, the the main considerations here in terms of money coming in clearly stoke have been hit by covid as has every other club but because stoke uh, are still in receipt of parachute payments and remember 2020 21 was the final year of parachute payments uh, parachute payments are effectively 70 percent of stoke's income uh, last year, and uh, it's it's going to drop uh, this season from around about twenty eight million to to probably seven or eight. So it's it's going to be a, a, a big drop again to have to adjust. Um, their their commercial income has held up, but that helps when you're being sponsored by Bet three six five. You know, and let's let's not pretend otherwise. Um, would other sponsors? be as generous for a championship football club in terms of front of shirt deals i, I suspect not but you know that's that, you know that, that's not a complaint yeah it, it's, it's just a fact if, if you if you are being sponsored by the club owner you're they're not going to put in big clauses if you if you don't achieve certain goals as, as might be the case with other sponsors so they, the the support of bet 365 is absolutely essential as far as Stoke are concerned, um, I think so. So, as far as the money coming in, it, it's it's where where you'd expect it to be. Not not a not a problem there. Um, I, th I think the thing that surprised me a little bit was there still appears to be relatively little effort to get the or ability 
to get the wage bill down. Uh, you know, the wage bill was was 50 million pounds. Um, to put that in, in context, I, I estimate that um, they, they're they paying an average weekly wage of 23 grand a week. Now, that's for a, a club that, that had spent three seasons in the championship. And you're thinking, well, yeah, 23 grand a week, that's more than a million pounds a year. Uh, why is that? And I, and I think the issue there is that that Stoke had a lot of players in the Premier League. And, and, and you'll be able to identify, you know, I... I I always say to people, I don't know anything about football and I don't know enough about footballers. But I think it's fair to say that season you were relegated. You had players who in an ideal world you'd have wanted to shift off the books because they'd proven that they hadn't been good enough for the Premier League. And certainly I I know a couple of of, of mates who who are Stoke fans and they said, well, they clearly, you know, they, they they didn't fancy Barnsley on Tuesday night. They didn't fancy that Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday um, treadmill that exists in the championship. They weren't good enough for that either uh, because of the physicality and the demands. Um, but, you, you know, Stoke haven't managed to find new new clubs for those players to go to simply because they've been on, on such lucrative contracts. Now, I suspect that the vast majority of those contracts probably expired at the end of 2021 and the wage bill will be substantially lower in uh 2022 um and again i suspect you'll you'll be able to sort of name and shame those players uh yourself Uh, yeah we had there was 34 players left the club last summer i believe yeah (laughs) so yeah there, there was I think before that, like you said, there was a lot of hangers-on from the time in the Premier League, and we we had like 17, 18 players out on loan every year who were still because they were given long, lucrative contracts, and like mm. you say, they they were being overly paid for their ability, so nobody was willing to take them contracts on. Um, and so Stokes basically, st- the uh, Tony Scholes, his summer job was finding homes for them all for the year because <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, they wanted to carry on being paid, but they did. None of them actually wanted to play for Stoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I suspect the busiest man in 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 the whole of the Potteries last summer was was the loans manager at Stoke City <laughs> Football Club. Uh, and yeah, fortunately, for, from your point of view, you will have managed to shift them now, uh, or or their contracts expired, as, as you were saying. Um, so I, I anticipate a significant reduction as far as the wage bill is concerned. Um, and, and that will be required because the sale of the stadium dug the club out of a hole. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, and uh, it was noticeable. I think that sale went through in, I think, April or May of, of 2021. And the EFL changed the rules on the 1st of July such that if you did a pre- uh, uh, stadium sales after the 1st of July, they no longer counted towards... FFP or profitability and sustainability. So, so the club would have been stuffed um, if if they decided to to delay that sale. I was going to say, so effectively, that stops us getting pretty much guaranteed fines, point deductions. It's it's black and white as that really, isn't it? Because we because we could not have plugged that gap. Yeah, well, I mean, with, without that, uh, Stoke would have lost forty million quid in twenty twenty one, and and given that. The uh, PNS allowance is thirty nine million over three years. Now, now there's 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 various things. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I I've seen 
uh, yeah, I, I've seen Stoke claim a huge COVID allowance, uh, and that's been signed off by the auditors. And I go, uh, okay, uh, that that's that's that does seem quite a big COVID claim put in by Stoke. Why have the auditors signed that off? Uh, and I'd just like to say that I'm not a cynic, but a cynic might say, well, the reason why the auditors would have signed that off is because they didn't want to lose the Bet365 audit. Now, yeah, 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 we, we, yeah and I'm, I'm sure you're not cynics either, lads. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it did seem, you know, blimey, O'Reilly, uh, you know, you know, but I, I wasn't aware that there was a Potteries variant of COVID that, that hit finances uh, in, in the way that it, it appears to have done as far as those accounts are concerned. The oatcake variant. The oatcake variant, that's right. <laughs> I mean, we, we can get oatcakes down south now. If, 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 if I look, it's only a couple of stores, but I've, I'm, I'm, I'm dead made up. Oh, we, we discussed this last time, though. You have ketchup on it, don't you, which I found an abomination. But uh... <laughs> Well, only, only if I'm having uh, bacon. Fair enough. Okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll let we'll let you off that one. But I mean, just in terms of we mentioned wages, and I don't want to kind of stick on the subject for too long because I'm, I'm conscious of time. But um, am I right in thinking we need to realistically an average championship weekly wage? Is it around fifteen grand a week? Is that pretty it much is. the ceiling? Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, and and it, and it is it is distorted because there's there's clubs such as Luton and Stoke and Rotherham in the year, you know, R Rotherham are, uh, 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 yeah, we talk about yo-yo clubs like Norwich and West Brom in, in terms of the Premier League and the Championship, but we've also got yo-yo clubs um, at the bottom of, of the Championship, like like Rotherham, yeah, Barnsley perhaps, Wickham and so on, um, and they're probably paying wages in, in the region of six grand a week, so, so there, there's a huge gap, and then, then of course you've got Fulham playing Mitrovic, hundred grand a week so it, it's it's an absolutely crazy league but yeah the the average overall works out as around about 15 which you know for a for a second tier footballer and, and i've i've got no issue you know if if, if somebody if, if somebody offered me 800 grand a year to teach um I, i'm not going to turn around to them and say no 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 yeah that's far too much i'd, I'd take it but um yeah, the, the the clubs the clubs that get relegated from the 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 Premier League um, are on, on pretty big wages. And and if we take a look at the the wage bills, uh, I think Stoke probably will be fifth highest or fourth or fifth highest from last season. Um, and, and yeah, that's that's after three years in the Championship. So you would have expected some other clubs to to have overlapped them who were in their their first year or second year following relegation but 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 they that's not been the case um so yes stoke stoke are still big payers by championship standards it was an obvious miscalculation on those long-term contracts offering big bumper money for four or five years to players who i guess hindsight's a wonderful thing but yeah you know that's what they're offered unfortunately we've signed a lot of dud players and we've been st stuck with it and i mean there's a, there's a question that we're going to ask later on around the whole um new structure and how that affects so i'm not going to go into that just yet but sure yeah um i think it's i think well when we looked at the accounts as well i mean i'm sorry to jump in on your parade here dan but uh we, we obviously it was very well publicized about what the owners have done 
um, in terms of, you know, the 42 million, I think it was in shares and the 120 million write off in, in debt. So uh, just for clarification for everyone, that that does not affect FFP in any way, does it? That's completely separate. Yeah, well, um, it, the 24 million pounds of it over three years does count towards FFP. But but the Bet365 had already put in that money in, in the earlier years. So, so yeah, it, it's no impact. Um, yeah, I, I was quite surprised that such a song and dance was made about it because, um, you know, it, it's, it, it was effectively Bet365 transferring money from their left hand to their right hand. Um, they, they, they were owed, well, you know, Stoke had total loans at the end of last season, I think of around about 187 million. Um, and Bet365 have said, well, we're going to convert these into shares. We're going to write off some of the others. But let's be honest, Stoke City Football Club were never going to be in a position where they'd be able to repay those loans. So although the press release made it out to be a, a fantastic gesture, um, realistic, if, if you're if you're lending that type of money to a club in the second tier that's that's losing that's that's losing 800 grand a week which which stoke effectively were you know how, how on earth is the club ever going to be in a position to, to repay the loans so so you, you might as well just write them off and and that's what's happened formally um but it, it, it's it's not going to make a difference to the overall finances no a nice little bit of uh it's just it's a little bit of marketing press make it yeah making themselves look good effectively yeah yes yeah yeah and and we, and we should never forget they they are good, you know. That, yeah. that they are fantastic for Stoke City Football Club. Um, Bet three six five are fantastic in terms of job creation in the local area. You know, it, it's a, it's a big employer. Um, I'm 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 not I'm not anti uh, Bet three six five because they're a, a betting company or anything like that. They you know I I support Brighton. We've got an owner who's who's from the gambling industry, and 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 we wouldn't be in. The, in fact, we'd probably we'd be in League Two without him, uh, let alone the Championship. Be interested to see how, um, obviously, the whole changes they want to make around, you know, no gambling on shirts and, you know, gambling companies around the boards of stadiums. It'd be interesting to see if that actually comes in exactly how much that affects clubs like, like us, because that's a big income stream you you would expect. Yes, I mean, if if we take a look at the, you know, the the sponsorship income, it it is high. Yeah, it's twelve uh, twelve million pounds of of commercial income is, is, is pretty decent by championship standards. Um, so it, it will have an impact um, on the club if, if the front of shirt sponsorship deal goes. Um, the EFL are pushing back on that. They're saying that, that gambling advertising and um, gambling front of shirt sponsorship has no impact on, on making people gamble, in, in, in which case it, it does make you wonder, well, why spend all of those millions of pounds on it? Um, you know, it's 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 not it's not for Ray Winstone's pension. Um, I, I would I would imagine. So so it's 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 a strange reaction. Um, and and I think you know I'm I'm old enough to to remember the sort of the 70s when uh, the tobacco industry used to sponsor cricket competitions and Formula One and so on. Um, and when when gap when when uh. When cigarette sponsorship was was terminated, everybody said that's going to be the death of those sports. But they still existed. If it happens in football, um, uh, fo fo football will, will muddle through. And, and Bet365 
will somehow still manage to provide some form of support for Stoke City. Uh, it might not be as explicit as, as what we see at present, but um, I'm, I'm sure they will manage to do so. But if, if it does happen purely by itself, then then it, it's it's a really dumb decision by by government because, um, you know, Ladbrokes, William Hill, Paddy Power, you know, all, all of the big betting companies don't tend to sponsor individual clubs. The, the position of Stoke is different because it, it's very much a local brand and a local employer, as well as being a, you know, a, a globally successful company. So, so obviously, I'm moving onto this new model as well that's now come out. So, obviously, financial fair play, profit and sustainability, however people know it, it appears to be changing, doesn't it, going forward into this new model that UEFA have come up with, um, which is more about is it 70 percent of your income you can use on sort of the squad and the manager and transfer fees wages that kind of stuff um when's that likely to be coming in um i think uefa are hoping to introduce it next season and they're doing it on a on a gradual basis so it's going to start off that you can't spend more than 90 percent of your revenue in the first year on player wages and uh, the the first team coach wages, plus agents fees, plus some form of adjustment for transfer spend. And, and we've not seen the details yet. So it could be it could be net spend. And yeah, it, would, it would make sense if it was net spend, certainly, or some 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 net spend equivalent. Then that's going to drop to 80 percent and 70 percent. Um, and they're they're still going to allow clubs to make losses, so they're going to double the amount of losses. But but the main focus, I think, is going to be on wages. Um, again, we, we've seen noises from the EFL that they want to copy that. Um, but that's, I, I think that's going to make things worse because it means that those clubs, yeah, we, we already have criticisms of the the parachute payment system. If uh, if you're a club in receipt of parachute payments and, and in the first year it's more than 40 million quid, well, 70% of 40 million quid is 28. So you've got a 28 million pound advantage in terms of what you can pay out in wages. So is is that going to um, is that is that going to reinforce the accusations that we presently have? With regards to those clubs that have just come out of the Premier League, I, I suspect it might. Again, the, the the EFL are trying to use this as the basis um, to justify they they want twenty five percent of the Premier League TV money, and the clubs in the Premier League are saying, "Well, well why? Yeah, what, what's what's stopping you from selling your your own product and 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 keeping all the money from that? Um, yeah, and and we all know that that Middlesbrough versus Reading." doesn't make it a super Sunday and that's not a criticism of either of those clubs it's it's just a fact you know uh you know the the, the big the big clubs generate uh they, they generate the eyeballs which which uh brings in the money for the Premier League and and the big clubs in the Premier League tend to keep most of that uh the the EFL want 25 percent of of uh, of Premier League TV money uh, and I, I don't I think they're going to struggle to 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 get that. Although the distribution is 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 a nightmare for, in 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 terms of the football. Mm, do you think maybe that twenty five percent? They'd probably be happy with two point five percent. But if they ask for twenty five, they might get 
you know, might get ten or something. Um, I, I think I think you're absolutely right that um, there could be some form of of adjustment, um, but the, the the problem there is within the Premier League. We've already got you know you know from your own experience of of Stoke City being in the Premier League, it, it was very much the haves and have nots, um, and Manchester United. Uh, will be you know, Manchester United in the Premier League were earning four hundred and fifty to five hundred million pounds a year more than Stoke City, which made it difficult for you to compete there. So if uh, if, if the EFL take more money, then then the gap in the Premier League is going to get even bigger because the bigger clubs, of course, keep all the money from UEFA, and the money from UEFA for the Champions League is going to go up. Uh, because that that's proving to be quite a lucrative competition. Yeah, to, to me, it seems to be benefiting those that are already at the top end of the table. Like, mm. Those are already rich, those are already at the top table, and sort of is designed to stunt anybody joining them, isn't it, by the looks of it? Yeah you're, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right, Dan. I, I mean, the, the, the aim of the the sneaky six, or whatever you want to call them, who who uh, who who jumped ship a year ago in terms of uh, the Champions League is they fear they, they they you know they 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 didn't like it when Manchester City and Chelsea disrupted uh, what was a fairly boring Premier League because I, you know, I don't know how old you are guys but uh, you know, I I remember every year it was Manchester United or Arsenal or yeah. Arsenal or Manchester United yeah. and, and and it was it was just a bit tedious. Um, and then Chelsea came along, and then Manchester City came along, and then to be fair to to Liverpool and their owners, they they brought in the the moneyball approach to football, which has has created a fantastically successful club. And and and, and you know, I I work in the city of Liverpool. I'm, I'm not a Liverpool fan. Um, from a from somebody that analyses numbers, Liverpool are really punching above their weight in in terms of what they're achieving on the pitch. Um, so, so there there is a lot of competition um, for those four places in the Champions League. Um, the Premier League fought those clubs fought tooth and nail to prevent Newcastle um, being taken over because they see Newcastle as potentially another Manchester City. Um, there are uh, billionaire owners at Villa. We've got Leeds United potentially being taken over by the 49ers, West Ham potentially being taken over by a Czech billionaire. You know, there, there could be more pressure uh, to for those top four places. And, and that's why they, the clubs at the very top are, are using all types of schemes and, and sneaky ways to to prevent those clubs from from breaking into that cartel. Yeah, so, so basically where that would leave Stoke, for example, with uh, Better365 as owners is... No better off, really, than a club that has somebody willing to put in. Is it was it thirty million over three years? Did you say? No, it, it's 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 thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thirty nine in in the championship. Um, yeah, I, I think it would make it it would make it challenging uh, for Stoke. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think you you have done well to get rid of. Well, it, it was fairly evident that those players had been uh, had been stealing a living. For, for three yeah. years in the championship and now that they've gone 
um, and and you can start to look forwards. But it's it, it's it's competitive the championship. It, it's it's fantastic. You know that it you know as an outsider seeing clubs such as Coventry and Luton competing for places and and and, and so on. I think is 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 encouraging that that you 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 can get into the the you know in, 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 into contention without having to break the bank and and perhaps that's a model that Stoke can employ and and you're in a, you're in a good position because you know now now you can you can recruit for championship standard players um without having the the legacy of of those people who were who were effectively you know they're they're like a ball and chain around the finances of Stoke um in, in the years following relegation yeah, I think uh, Joe Allen is the the last one to leave this summer. I think he's reported fifty seven thousand pound a week. Yeah, so, uh, but, yes. but you know, all I can say is that when when Joe Allen signed for Stoke, and, and I'm sure you probably said the same, everybody thought that's a damn good signing. Yeah, you know, he he, yeah. he he was he, he, he for a period of time. He looked an absolutely fantastic player. Yeah, yeah, and he played and he in his first season. In, in fact. Uh, with Mark Hughes as manager, he was scoring goals for fun and, mm. and was a fantastic signing. And then it just seemed to uh, drop off and drop off. But he stuck around. I think uh, what happened was as well when we got relegated, the board sort of picked with with obviously Gary Rouse as the manager, sort of picked half a dozen players. And re- even though they'd had relegation wage drops, they give them new contracts, boosting their wages back up to the Premier League wages. Wow. In the thought, and then he and then Gary Rout then went and spent fifty million pound on championship players like Tom Ince, ben, Benny Kafobi, uh, players like that. In the obviously in the hope that we would just bounce straight back up. Yeah. And when it and then when when it appeared that that wasn't going to happen, obviously that then that his legacy is still going to now. Like it's, it's obviously is just just sort of coming to an end now. You'd hope this this summer. Um, when sort of a Tebow and a Phobie leave the club, that is, and obviously um, Allen is the only remaining player from when we were actually in the Premier League. It is yeah. everything sort of reset to this is the Championship now. We've got a Championship squad and Championship wages, hopefully. Um, so yeah, so like you say, hopefully it just gives us a bit more wiggle room in bringing people in and that now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I remember at the when I, when I saw Stokes' accounts the first year they'd been relegated. Stoke City spent more money signing players in the championship in in 2018-19 than they had in any season when they'd been in the Premier League. And you think that's just insane. What what how on earth are they doing it? And and, and as you rightly said, they uh it, it it wasn't that they were weren't spending money, it's just that they weren't spending money wisely. And sometimes that happens. Yeah, certainly if you, if you take a look at the Premier League today, uh you know, Everton are in a right pickle uh because They've they've spent under their new owner uh, five hundred and fifty million quid in in five years, uh, and they're you know, four points off relegation, and they've got some really tough fixtures coming up. And uh, and 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 again, you know, a bit like I was saying, I, I was a I thought that Stoke's uh, Stoke COVID claims were were a bit high. Well, well, Everton are are saying that, uh, that COVID cost them one hundred and seventy million quid, and I'm going. How on earth do you how do you get that guy? I said, oh, oh, it, 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 it meant that we were unable to sell players for the, for their market fees. And I'm going, no, no. The, the the reason why somebody, yeah, the reason why you've not got forty million pounds uh, for check toasters, nothing to do with COVID, mate. You know, it's 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 he's, he's bobbins. <laughs> he's, he's absolutely bobbins. 
Um, yeah, and they've got Solomon Rodon and yeah, another. These these are not Premier League players. Simple as that. No, the the reason you can't get what you're paying for them is you you paid too much and they've got worse while they've been playing for you. <laughs> yeah, while well, well, still of course picking up that 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 wage which they they signed for when when they joined. Uh, yeah, I think Tosin was signed by uh, by Sam Allardyce. Yeah, that's that's how many managers ago it was. But you, you, you lose track of managers. Uh, yeah, in, at Everton. And, and that was another thing was Stoke. Obviously, within it, we went from having two managers over like what, about fifteen years in Tony Pulis and Mark Hughes to going through Mark Hughes, Paul Lambert, Gary Rowett, Nathan Jones, Michael O'Neill, all within a space of two and a half years. And obviously, because because the board wants to back the manager, every time somebody came in, they were given free reign to bring in whoever they wanted and little effort given to getting the players who they didn't want off because obviously they, that would have come further down the line once they were yep. more settled in. And so we ended up with a bloated squad and Michael O'Neill's now, obviously it's taken Michael O'Neill, what, two and a half years to to sort of get rid like say sort of mould his own side now mm. mould his own squad um, which obviously to keep it to football wise there's some supporters uh, growing a bit sort of uh, lack of patience with him now which is unfortunate really as he's done the hard work <laughs> um, you're thinking getting rid of getting rid of all those players who like I say he didn't have any say in bringing to the club yeah, but, uh, and those players didn't want to go because, as, as you rightly said, they were brought in on not necessarily Premier League wages, but but certainly very competitive Championship wages. Uh, you know, top, you know, the fact that you're still you know, what top four payers in in the in the Championship three years after being relegated is indicated indic- indicative of that. You say as well, but but like the top payers and that, and obviously getting to seventy percent, even if it's just wages alone, how how can these new Rule, if these new rules come in, how can they be expected um, clubs to get full straight in line with them? When some clubs are spending what nearly two hundred and fifty percent of their total income on wages alone, aren't they in the championship? It's crazy money. And how? Because obviously, if, if contracts are in place and that, they can't just it, they're going to find it really difficult to get down to seventy percent of income. Even like say, even just taking wages into into account, let alone anything else. Yeah, what what you'll have to do it, you, you'll have to uh, in, introduce it gradually. Over, over, give give clubs three years to get rid of those legacy wages. Um, yeah, but but there's 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 no guarantee that it'll go through because um, you know the, the 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 championship could have introduced a wage cap in the last two or three years. You know, for, once COVID struck, and they didn't even bother to put it to a vote because there was so much opposition to it. Um, and and there, I, I know I think there were one or two clubs that were in favour of it. Um, there might have been another Midlands club that uh, that wanted to introduce it, uh, mainly due to the fact that uh, under the existing profitability and sustainability rules, they were so far over that uh, they ended up with a large points deduction. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was thinking Derby before you said that. Oh, I didn't say that. I'm not saying that that club would do with. Anything, yeah. Mel Morris, he's, he's a really nice guy. <laughs> so the club's, club's at heart, obviously. Club's best interest at heart, I'm sure he did. Mm. 
Twice hanging onto the ground. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's 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 yeah. He, he's he's doing it because well he, he is he is still the uh, he's still Derby Council's uh, Derby City Council's ambassador for business. Wow. Which uh, and he's <laughs> and he's still got a CBE somehow. Yeah. Well, uh, amazing, isn't it? For for services to football, no doubt. Well, I he has services for something. <laughs> um, so just to kind of quickly summarize then uh kieran because i know you're busy and we've kept you longer than we said we were going to anyway so um in terms of so all the accounts that we've seen up to this point we're relatively confident that stoke are in a position now where they are not going to face any punishment is that a fair assumption at this point yes yes uh the sale of the stadium to bet 365 um would would have been sufficient to uh, offset uh, the the losses made elsewhere, um, and and I think you'll be you'll be okay and, and under the limit, um, and then sort of going forwards, but because it's sort of stay because because <coughs> excuse me because PNS is assessed over three years that that sale of the stadium it will be included in your. 21-22 calculations and your 22-23 calculations. So the the wage savings which have come through this year and, and presumably next year as well, um, they'll 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 also benefit from the sale of the stadium. So so there'll be a there'll be a bit of wiggle room, but um, yeah, if, if if we take a look at at Stoke's transfer spending in in the three years since they came down, it was you know, 67 million pounds in in that first year when it when it just was crazy. Then it dropped to 11. In 2020-21, it dropped to five. Um, I, I would imagine you'll be sort of this season. You know, you know who you signed, but you'll, you'll be probably sort of you know high single digits or or you know low teens perhaps. And, and also a lot depend on you know if if you can if you can shift shift players and get some fees for them as well. I think that that's one yeah, of the main things. We haven't paid any money for anybody. I don't think. <laughs> Um, I think we've got Ben Wilmot was the biggest sign, I think, for two million, but he was replacing Nathan Collins, who we sold for twelve. Yeah. So yeah, we, we were wondering, like, obviously, the, the following season, like this summer, because obviously the parachute payments have gone now. You know, is there anything there? Do you think we may have to look to sell to sell to buy kind of thing if we're going to have any transfer fees or or now that. The uh, amortisation of those full contracts when we did get relegated, and that 67 million we spent there has now been completed. Or should we get a bit of that available this summer again in, in the uh, in the grand like, PNS side of things? Yeah, I mean certainly the amortisation costs, and for people not familiar, the amortisation is if you sign a player for for 12 million on a four-year contract, you you charge three million a year. You, you divide the the total fee by the life of the contract. So so all of those have effectively worked their way out of the system um, following that that splurge in in 2018-19. Um, so so I think there's 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 a degree of latitude, but uh, you know. I think it's now a case of of spotting spotting bargains, you know, get 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 getting a couple of decent loan players from clubs in the Premier League. That that can make a huge difference as well. Um, and uh, you know, you've got you've got you've got the Collins money coming in, so that that will actually be very positive because the nature of uh, of football trading is that when you sell a player, all of the profit goes into the account straight away. Whereas if you're buying a player, it, it's spread over the life of the contract. So I, I think you'll be. Uh, you know, compared to other clubs 
not in receipt of parachute payments, I, th I think Stoke will be in a pretty strong position. That's good. That's good to hear. <laughs> that's, that's a nice positive because uh, I think th there's been a lot of, like, say, criticism of the Coates family, to be honest, from some Stoke fans. Not many, but some have saying, you know, um, the amount of debt that they've, and where you know, when they, they sort of, um, that 160 million that they sort of wiped off, whether it be shares or just or just clearing the debt. And uh, people are saying, like, you know, if they were good owners, that debt wouldn't have been there in the first place. And my first thought was, well, go and have a look at every other championship club if you want to mm. see what debts look like. It's every club in this league has massive debts because they're all chasing beyond the means, really, aren't they, to keep up with each other in the, in the hope that they are one of those three that get the golden tickets back into the Premier League come May. Um, and, yes, yeah, so we're just lucky that we've got owners who are prepared to run up those debts but then wipe them off, whereas other clubs haven't got that luxury, have they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, you look at Bristol City, Blackburn, Reading, uh, you know, again, Clubs that haven't troubled the scorers in terms of getting back into the Premier League, their their owners have been racking up huge debts as well. Uh, all I can say again, you know, look at my club, Brighton. We've we've got an owner. Uh, he's lent the club three hundred and forty million. Uh, you know, and, and and that's you know what have we got? You know, fin finishing fifteenth or sixteenth in the in the Premier League. That's 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 the reward of it. Uh, so yeah, and, and and also yeah, I I think. I think I think those fans are being harsh. Um, they, the the Coates family um, through Bet three six five have been incredibly benevolent. Uh, and if if they hadn't been there, you would be watching a a different style of football. Yeah, you'd still be going, guys, because you support Stoke City. Yeah, you know, and and I, you know, I when, when people say to me, well, "What are you going to do when you get relegated?" Uh, Okay, well, if, if Brighton get relegated, I'm a Brighton fan. I'm not a Brighton fan in the Premier League. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm a fan full stop. And yeah, you know, I've been through all four divisions. It's it, because it, it's not the football that you go for. You know, we're 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 not that exciting enough to watch. To, it's not the football you go for. It's 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 meeting your mates beforehand. It's it's you know, it, as as my wife says, uh, excuse my language. It's 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 the same blokes talking the same bollocks in the same pub uh, to, to <laughs> who are prepared to listen to them, and, and that's why we love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, that, that seems a good note to end on. To be honest, <laughs> it sums up sums up football there. Um, have you got anything, anything you want to add, Mike? Uh, no, nothing, nothing to add from my side. Just yeah, thanks again, Kieran, for for coming on. I think it's just put a bit, a few minds at rest, and it, it's, it's clarified a little bit on the new kind of structure that may come in and and bits like that. So yeah, just just thank you to to you again, and you know, we're not worrying about the accounts coming out every single season. That'd be quite nice. Well, yeah, I, I think you, you don't have to worry about money because because Bet three six five will will always look after the club. Uh, but I, I guess from a from a a, a PNS point of view or wh whatever it's going to be replaced by that that's going to be the focus of, of your mind. In, in terms of sustainability, Stoke City or Stoke City are, are not an issue. You know they've they've got owners who who are so embedded into the the area that, that you're safe in that regard. Um, so, yes, th thanks again, Kieran. Thanks for joining us. There. And hopefully, um, like I say, just people's knowledge of, of the accounting systems and how they all work uh, has just improved over the last uh, 45 minutes or however, however long we've been talking. <laughs> well, well, thanks for the invite. And, and I'll uh, 
I'll 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 be uh, I'll be talking into an oat cake on Saturday uh, and, uh, and 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 raising one to you, even though it has got ketchup on. <laughs> we should have sent you some down, but as soon as you've got I was going to say, all of oat cake shops opening up, we don't need to do that anymore. Exactly. <laughs> we'll get some in the post. Cheers, guys. Thank you very Cheers, much. Cheers, <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.